2: Hello, everybody. Welcome to a special breaking news edition here at Post Wrestling and WrestleNomics. I am John Pollock, joined by Brandon Thurston, because the Wall Street Journal has just dropped their latest report on Vince McMahon and a lot more to dive into. I thought that this was uh, very significant, uh, what was uh, reported earlier today. And, uh, Brandon, I went from uh, taking my daughter to toddler time and uh, coming home and then seeing what, what was going on in the wrestling world. And uh, here we are about an hour later as we sit down for this uh,
3: breaking news edition. Yes. Yeah, so did, did the folks at, at toddler time uh, update you on, on the situation?
2: No, no, we were all singing baby shark and little did we know that really? the, um, the, the larger shark uh, Vince McMahon was going to be at the center of yet another wall street journal uh, reporting here from uh, Joe Palazzolo and uh, Ted man, who might be the most, uh, the most famous, um, wrestling adjacent reporter that has less than 200 followers on Twitter. I think, I think Ted man, he, he certainly deserves a signal boost for his work this year in the wrestling space.
3: Yes. Yeah. Um, so the, the, story that, that, uh, they just posted this, uh, this morning, I guess, or this afternoon, uh, two, two big pieces that I see from it is that there's a new allegation to the media about, uh, the, the lawyer for, presumably a, a woman uh, who is a manager of a spot in, in California um, is, a, is alleging that Vince McMahon sexually assaulted her. Uh, Rita Chatterton, the former referee from the eighties is looking for an, more than an $11 million settlement. Uh, sounds like there's been communication between Vince's lawyer, Jeremy McDivitt, and those parties. And Vince McMahon is looking to make a comeback. He thinks that, this, uh, that he got bad advice from people close to him is the wording used in the journal. And that, uh, if he thinks now, if he would have just, uh, tried to get past it, this all would have blown over, which sounds more like the, uh, the Vince man that I, I, I thought I was familiar with. In fact, I'm, I'm just saying to someone, I, I'm kind of surprised that he resigned in the, in the first place, which is something I've said over the last few months. Um, I was surprised that he would ever back down, uh, from, from, allegations and controversy
2: yeah i mean when you look back at it and this has been um you know when you look at just um stories like this i mean it's it's an interesting space that vince mcmahon occupies in the sports and entertainment realm and it's a really sad commentary i can't necessarily say that that he is wrong that he could have weathered this storm and and just gone through it like where how pressing was Vince McMahon in terms of uh, attention from people after the announcement of his resignation. Now part of that might have been part and parcel of the fact that he has stepped down and that was going to take the heat off. Um but but it's hard to say, but that is certainly going to be um a, an area of focus. But I do feel like the headline here is the fact that we have yet another allegation. When I saw the words uh, spa on there, I'm immediately right. going to the the, the Tanzabar one. I was like, no, yep. this is a separate incident from 2011 that is alleged and is quite the uh, quite the story here. um, According to the Wall Street Journal's reporting, that um you know this spa manager who is not named uh, did report it to the resort that she worked in at the time and informed her husband. And I guess there was a WWE show in town, which is why Vince McMahon was at the spa. And then the husband. Showed up allegedly at this WWE event with a baseball bat to confront Vince McMahon and was turned away. And I'm like, it's just such a wild story that you're amazed that this did not get any kind of, um, spotlight at, at all of, you know, right. a, someone showing up with a baseball bat at a wrestling event. I mean, it's, um, it, it's just one of those stories that I mean, um, it,
3: it, it's certainly, um, a wild one and it says she reported it at the time uh, it, it doesn't say whether that's to the police or or what what exactly that means i i they said I reported it to the resort at the time the resort yeah yeah so that in fact when i when i read that that paragraph about the spa and it said california i was almost like did they make a mistake here because the the tanzibar allegation is in florida Right. Um, but yes, that, uh, of, of the known, I suppose, allegations against Vincent McMahon man for sexual misconduct, I've got the, the four that were related to the original wall street journal reporting plus Rita Chatterton, plus the tanza bar, plus this one. I believe that that brings it to seven that we know of. So yeah, I, I guess, you know, when there's, when you've been accused of, of uh, sexual misconduct once or twice, the, the likelihood that, uh, you have uh, the likelihood that there will be other allegations does, does Mount.
2: And just even having like multiple allegations in a similar location, like in these, these, these spas, I mean, it's just, it's um, like, like you're seeing patterns here on,
3: the pattern on of behavior. Of yeah. There's, um, there's similarities between <sighs> there's similarities between the, the allegation of, of, of course, oral sex, uh, Towards a talent, and and some of the the, you know the the recounting of uh, of the limousine story from Rita Chatterton, in in terms of you know you know Vince sort of dangling that he would you know help you with your career
2: also uh, brought up in this is of course Rita Chatterton that that we have you know dis- discussed and you know she had come forward in 1992 after her parents had passed away and and shared the story of an alleged rape that took place in July of 1986 and Years later, a lawsuit was filed by the McMahons against Chatterton, Geraldo Rivera, their producer, production partners and David Schultz, who is not named in this Wall Street Journal report, but is the wrestler that is being uh, referred to here for civil conspiracy, where the McMahons believe that the defendants performed numerous tortuous acts with the intent of inflicting severe emotional distress upon the plaintiffs and defended why they stopped using chatterton as due to performance related issues and alleged that schultz contacted chatterton to fabricate a story that mcmahon had raped her and chatterton conspired with schultz with the two making a recording the suit claimed that chatterton's representatives demanded five million dollars and in turn would waive the right to speak out on the allegations and the mcmahon's were seeking damages and eventually the lawsuit went nowhere and it just got dropped and uh you know that um you know, the, the WWE side, or at least Jerry McDivitt side was stating that they were getting ready for the steroid trial and they had to put all of their resources towards there, but never uh, pursued that. But that was brought up again in the Wall Street Journal report of, and it sounds like just a defiance by McMahon that he is unwilling to pay these two, um, what they are seeking, the 11.75 million for Chatterton and an unnamed amount that obviously this, this woman in California is seeking as well.
3: Right, and, and there's new laws in in New York and California that I believe allow uh, a, alleged sexual assault victims to to seek I don't know if it's if it's civil settlements, file um, suits
2: that. that yeah would have otherwise been barred by the statute of limitations. So they they aren't bound by a certain timeline of what, when these. Allegations occurred, which I mean, you're you're talking about for Rita Chatterton like 37 years almost, and with even even the the un- new uncovered allegation, we're talking about uh, over over a decade as well, 12 yeah. years roughly. Yeah. Um, it's I mean I mean again, it, it, it paints like just just such a uh, terrible picture. I think of Vince McMahon, and yet it seems he is. um I mean, what what really does jump out here beyond just the new allegation and more potential um, settlements that, that could be necessary is the fact that he believes he is Teflon through all of this and wants to stage a comeback to WWE, which would be, you know, our first indication of, of a power play involving your largest shareholder with the current board of directors and new management of this company, instead of just, Everybody is moving on and we're going to be, uh, overly respectful to the Vince McMahon legacy and he's going to quietly move on. Like this would suggest the opposite, Brandon, of some kind of power play, uh, involving Vince McMahon, who despite not holding a title is still your largest shareholder in the company and does have, does have power in this company.
3: He has the majority of the, of the votes. See, he has about one. all the shares but but wwe was started with preferred stock which gives each one of his votes 10 times voting power versus uh common stock stephanie has some of this stock but she has a far uh smaller percentage of it he owns about 80 percent of the votes so any it, it leaves a lot of speculation i've got many messages out to many lawyers uh this afternoon asking what their thoughts are on how feasible it would be for Vince to come back. There's a shareholders meeting usually every April. I, I guess he could appoint a new board that would reappoint the CEO. board and I think if if Vince came back, it would be at especially if he came back at the next board meeting. Let's say he would be it would it would be at great PR cost. I would think. Um, maybe at shareholder cost. Shareholders seem to be pretty happy with how things are going without Vince McMahon, and that's definitely a narrative that WB itself has helped put out there. Um, But if he did come back, I would think it would be at great PR cost ahead of WB having to make new TV deals uh, sometime next year. I, I think uh, it would
2: I, be the worst time imaginable to try and put, like, you just read this report and we're going to install this guy as the... As the front-facing executive of our company, as we are going into the biggest negotiations of the company's history,
3: Um, it's it. I I guess maybe it could happen, but it would be at great cost, and it would be Vince regaining control. Well, he has control in in a sense, but regaining the the CEO seat at a at a with a company that's very much weakened. Um, There's comments that stephanie made on the last earnings call and comments that stephanie made at the wells fargo uh talk about how they had what's the word they like to use a pause in in their uh advertiser sales apparently because of of this controversy this story that uh, was reported on throughout the summer um but i think it, it raises a lot of questions too about just just what happened uh this past summer that led to vincent man deciding that he would resign
0: In putting away more money for retirement, because unlike most wrestlers at the end of their careers, most of us should only plan on retiring once. Listen to Nerd Wallet's Smart Money podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you will thank you,
3: which is a surprise to me. And uh, it sort of it, it I think it needs to be all thought about in the in the context of Triple H losing power late twenty twenty you know late twenty twenty one not being in control of NXT. I know his health issue coincided with that. Uh, but, but he was clearly, he lost some power before then. And, uh, Stephanie make, taking her leave of absence last May and then coming back as, uh, interim CEO and eventually co-CEO. Uh, and then, and then in the context of the, of the report from business insider that said that, that Vince pushed her out because, uh, well, uh, I've, I've got to think that, that Vince is, is looking on and, and seeing, you know, that WWE seems to be doing okay without him and wants to be back in, in that spot. Um, it's, it's worth noting, too, that Vince is, at least financially, doing very well. I mean, WWE has, uh, it's up about 12% since July 22nd, since he resigned. He's gone from, you know, on paper, his market value of, of, of the stock that he holds has gone from being worth about $1.9 billion to about $2.1 billion. He's still getting dividend payments. Presumably, he still has twenty eight point seven million shares, which means he gets about every quarter. He gets about three point four million dollars in dividend payments, so he's still making a lot of money. Um, another thing to think about here is that well, W is probably not going to sell. Then, if this is how he feels, why would you relinquish your stock if you know the the, the, the entry way into you, you know, supposedly coming back is your stock? So, I would not expect W to be sold anytime soon because he's the one who would have to approve of any sale.
2: Do you look at this, um, this report today? Does it change any of your opinion on how the, um, the board of directors probe, um, is viewed? Like it was, Hey, we, we did our due diligence. Did you look at that investigation as more so a, a probe of finances? Are there any outstanding like dollars and cents here that are unaccounted for versus here's yet another allegation that comes through that without this reporting would, would have gone unchecked?
3: They said that they were going to investigate not just that part, but the company culture also. Um, but but there were no additional disclosures about what what exactly the board found, other other than the details about the payments. Um, so we have no information to to answer that question with. There hasn't been any media reporting to say, "Hey, uh, employees and talent have been briefed on such and such, and how the, you know the culture was this, and we need to make it something else." have have I've heard nothing about that nobody's reported anything about that that I know of um so who's who's to say i don't know
2: what what do you look at in terms of um this particular report and do you feel that the focus kind of of the larger media entities out there will focus more so on like the the unavoidable palace intrigue that is involved in this paragraph about mcMahon's uh comeback plans versus the the allegations, like I can certainly see a lot of people focusing more heavily on, you know, this 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 power grab by Vince McMahon versus, um, you know, the the uncovering of yet another allegation, and it it seems like there is always this kind of balancing act of what gets the attention versus what is kind of at, at the heart of
3: of this report.
1: Uh, it's. Uh, it's-
3: What's the bigger story that 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 Vince uh, sexually assaulted, allegedly, a, a, another person that we know of, or that he just wants to get back in power? I mean, it, the, the two things seem kind of intertwined to me. Is that this this is a person who, if, if the allegations are true, has has been on a series, and and who knows what this is? This may just be the tip of the iceberg in terms of uh, you know transgressions that Vince McMahon has has been a part of throughout the decades in that this is a person who possibly, you know, just on, on a series of events, uses his power to, to, you know, if, to get what he wants and exploit people if he has to. Um, and he's very used to having that power and we've sort of joked or speculated about what, what is Vincent van doing in the last few months, six months or so since he's not been the CEO of this company when the, 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 the story on him is that he just, he's constantly working and and doesn't want to do anything but work. And, uh, you know, he's very unused to, to having this world where people are constantly moving around him to serve him and and please him. And that's, it's gotta be, you know, it's gotta be uncomfortable for him to not be in that position of being, of having that power. Mm -hmm.
2: Um, I I don't read anything into this but it, it like just the sheer coincidence that you know since Vince McMahon um like the announcement was made in July like he has pretty much not been acknowledged on WWE programming and it was very brief last night but in this retrospective on tribute to the troops it was putting Vince McMahon on television and very much presenting him in a leadership role of addressing the troops when they had gone over to Iraq And I I cannot remember if they have if you have seen that was I didn't didn't
3: know that that was on TV last night
2: that was on TV last night like it was just a video recap of Mm -hmm. their history of the tribute to the troops but there is Vince in the ring addressing everybody and just positioned as like. Our leader. And it's like, again, I believe that's just a coincidence. But it is interesting that, you know, he he did not get some royal send off at the end. It was just we are going to move on from Vince McMahon. They have been very like Paul Levesque, Stephanie McMahon. Obviously, they have been very complimentary of Vince McMahon. And and that has really echoed, I, I think, as well, sort of the the wrestler reaction to a lot of what has gone on with vince mcmahon it is almost like well this stuff is not great but man he was great to me and you know i i can't say anything bad about the guy i think that kind of passive opinion of of vince mcmahon i I think it's really hard to sort of justify that when so many of these allegations are thrown out that at the very least i think you have to um i i think you have to uh, apply some sort of uh Opinion here in such a way that is not so congratulatory towards the legacy of Vince McMahon as though this is just some bump in the road for his legacy and not something that is more defining.
3: It seems like something especially peculiar to the wrestling business, right, where you would look past moral issues, even when when it involves rape and sexual assault, sort of look past that and to try to have the conversation without that being a part of it. And, well, it's just allegations, even though there's a mounting number of them. And that, well, look, look at it. You have to respect the, the the business. Wow, you have to respect him as a as a business as a businessman. He had so much success, and uh, yeah, I think uh, it'll be it'll be interesting to see what the what the documentary is like uh, this evening. I don't really know what to expect, but uh, maybe that will be a, a chance for the public to see a a, a different story than uh, then, they sometimes see in, in various interviews with people who are, who are still involved in the wrestling business. And I, th- I think maybe part of that motivation and I think a lot of that motivation for, uh, for protecting the opinion of Vince, I've called like the, the last kayfabe is that the pretending that Vince was still competent at his job creatively. And I guess now far beyond that was, uh, w- was not someone necessarily worthy of moral criticism. Is that, you know, he's someone who's very much in power. And now the, now that he's not in power, well, his, his daughter and son-in-law are in power and you don't want to say anything that upsets them. So maybe that harms their, you know, their willingness to bring you back for, for a payday, for Hall of Fame, whatever it might be, the Legends deal, uh, any kind of future job. So there's, there continues to be this, you know, this, this care and sacredness that you have to to use towards mystic man
2: i mean vice if you can say nothing else Probably has the most appropriate title for a Vince McMahon documentary coming off of uh, at least his ambitions. Uh, it's The Nine Lives of Vince McMahon that airs tonight on Vice. Um, as I noted earlier today, up here in Canada, Vice programming all goes through the Crave streaming service. And Crave was telling me the doc will not be up on Crave tonight and they don't have um, – a. a date uh, or it has not been decided when that doc will go up so in canada um you might have to do some digging to uh uncover this uh, Vince McMahon documentary uh but Brandon Thurston was interviewed uh for this documentary is are you going in with any kind of um expectations or i mean you certainly were privy to like the subjects that you were asked about but it's 2 hours and it's probably going to mm-hmm. be the most in-depth investigation into Vince McMahon from a you know from a you know, this is a outside WWE project of going into all of this stuff. And they certainly, it seems like they spoke to
3: a ton of people for this. I, I, they gave me a list of, of topics to talk about that in advance to just to let me know, I guess what they were going to get into. And I, I assume that that's something of a, of a summary of, of what the outline was for the, for the film at the time. And it's, it's a, good summary of of his career and his life uh everything from you know his history uh with his father uh and growing up where he grew up and his you know his coming to power in the wf and all through the 90s and the attitude era and the steroid trial and you know they they covered everything i I talked to them for for two hours i imagine i'll be in it for you know about uh, 45 seconds or so uh but uh yeah, it'll be, it'll be very interesting. I, I understand that they're going to use a lot of dark side of the ring f- footage also, but it, but obviously they did do some new interviews for it.
2: All right. Well, we will be uh, chatting about that uh, Wednesday night. Uh, if Way and I can find this documentary, we are going to do our best, and we will chat about that on uh, on Wednesday night uh, for Post Wrestling Cafe members. Uh, Brandon, of course, you can catch all of his work, patreon.com slash wrestlenomics. The Thursday 30 drops every Thursday, and then WrestleNomics Radio Sundays uh, here at Post Wrestling. You can check it out with uh, Jesse Collings and Chris Gullo and anything else uh, that, that's going on, Brandon. Uh, we will have our, our Raw ratings later today. Always yes. The world stops at 4 p.m.
3: Yes. M- many, many uh, scripts and programs that I've been writing to uh, to uh, better, better report the ratings. Yes, can't wait for the Raw ratings to come out.
2: OK, probably a lot more on this report uh, coming up uh, from both our sites in the uh, in the days to come and discussing the Vince McMahon documentary. Brandon, thanks so much for jumping on for this special uh, breaking news alert. Maybe we will uh, develop a sound effect for uh, for future episodes uh, because it never stops going. But now uh, I am back to uh, to baby shark land. So that's all for me. Brandon, thanks so much for
3: joining me. Thanks. Thanks for having me.